Hi, I'm Rachel Dillon. And I'm Marcus Dillon. And this podcast is Who's Really the Boss, where we highlight the joys and challenges of running a business with your spouse or family. Our mission is to strengthen families and businesses by helping listeners avoid the mistakes we have made so they can lead and live happily ever after. All right. Welcome back to Who's Really the Boss podcast. Hey, thanks for having me back. It's uh, got a couple of these to do today and hopefully you'll let me eat lunch. Well, eventually, but, you know, really, I um, am going to keep having you back now that you're getting so old and wise with your 40th birthday coming up here in less than a week. So I think by the time this one drops, I will have turned 40. So uh, maybe we'll just record everything prior to that date and then release them all. And I'll go into retirement at 40. (laughs) I I think you're getting wiser with age. So uh, maybe we should hold off till next week to record anymore. Yeah. And I think so. Obviously, you've already hit that milestone. Um, But (laughs) I think with, uh, 29, what, what are we talking about here? Yeah, that, that, that <laughs> milestone. So I think the, the thing to keep in mind for myself, uh, one of our really good friends said he cried the whole day that he turned 40. So for, for me, it's, you know, it's just a day. It's all the days leading up to that milestone are what got me to that age. And yeah, I'm sure there'll be more maintenance. On the other side of that age, I think stuff starts um, not working correctly. You get more uh, age, you know, um, visible visible signs (laughs) of age. Um, If you try to keep up at the same pace that you're going prior to that age, I think, you know, things start to wear down and need to get replaced. And yeah, I don't see us slowing down at, at that milestone. So it'll be a, a fun ride. Probably need to make sure that we still have good insurance, good co-pays in place and uh, money in the HSA account to fund all of it. So Definitely. And, you know, for us, like healthy living, exercise, um, eating well, those are things that are priorities for us. And uh, I heard that, you know, a big hesitation for people who are, we'll say older in our age group and older, uh, is that they don't want to work out because they don't want to hurt themselves. But just one caution on that. If you don't work out, meaning you're not healthy and not it, you will come to a point where you cannot move around as well and injuries will happen anyway. So might as well you know, start working out now, you may have an injury in between, but likely you would have something go wrong anyway, because now we're old. And so better to have the good quality of life and be able to enjoy a lot of activities that maybe if you didn't exercise, you wouldn't have that opportunity. So yeah, we, we, the older we get, the more injuries we'll likely have, but I feel like at least we're at our our best selves, our strongest yeah. selves. So we can so, handle those injuries a little better. So be, because we're turning the first five minutes of this podcast into a fitness podcast, uh, because that's <laughs> what you listen to, uh, define working out. Because I think most people hear that and they're like, oh, I got to go join a gym or CrossFit. That's going to be brutal. So what is working out whenever you use that term? What's it mean? 
Oh man, when I use that term, I use that term meaning walking and I have even turned in what somebody might consider like, well, I don't have 30 minutes or an hour a day to go walk. Well, now I do just walking snacks because Texas is so hot that uh, like 15 minutes at a time outside is enough. And so uh, I am a wimp and I don't, I don't love to sweat and I don't love to be in pain. And so, yeah, I, I do love to walk. So anything from walking, um, riding a bike, whatever kind of movement you like. But I feel like walking is one of the easiest ways for people to get exercise in and is really accessible to most most people. So, um, I also love to lift weights, but whenever I lift weights, it doesn't look like uh, CrossFit lifting weights anymore. I did hurt myself doing that a few times and, uh, I would sweat a lot. And so I don't prefer to do that. And now that I'm old, uh, 40 years old that I can choose to work out in a gym with air conditioning and mirrors. And <laughs> it's, it's a much better uh, experience for me now. Yeah. You, the great thing is if you stay active, which I think that's just, that's the parallel for working out is just staying active. Um, if you stay active and you continue to be able to use the muscles that you have, like you get into a much less um, kind of competitive pool of people. So then you're maybe an outlier and you qualify for things or get trophies because you're in what's considered like the master's division or yeah, I don't know. So that's what I'm excited about. Maybe aging up into being now the youngest person in this new demographic, but still not being able to compete because there's still old guys that can kick my butt in any thing that I do. Um, so, but yeah, no, it's, uh, it's, it's part of life, you know, it's, it's getting you're, you're going to be a master's elite athlete. Yeah. when you're when you're 60 plus i don't know uh what my <laughs> i don't my know that you're there yet be. for 40 yeah. <laughs> yeah i don't know I, i'm definitely not there for 39 uh i think there's <laughs> two that 30 34 to 39 uh bucket of people um it's pretty talented so yes yes lots of talented people no matter what age group but yeah we do we do enjoy we do actually go to the gym and lift weight strength training is part of our routine. Uh, but anything that keeps you up and moving, uh, is, is excellent. So, so some people, some people go to the gym or work out because they're seeking attention and you see what I did there. Um, so <laughs> I think the topic today is, uh, one that, you know, it, it's the world that we live in with social media and uh instagram and linkedin and facebook and snapchat i don't even know what else exists uh what's the new one the girls have be real be, be real. real um so hey all the kiddos out there now have a new uh social media platform it's called be real because the how you use it is you get a message and at the time that you get that message, you take a picture of whatever's happening right then. You can't curate anything. Um, you just take a picture and you post. You can caption it if you want to. But if you retake that picture or you delete it and take it down, it lets all the other users know. So if your real picture uh, took five retakes, everybody sees that and knows you're not real. So I guess it's in. Um, 
I guess, to kind of combat the curated nature of other social media platforms. Yeah. However, trying to watching our girls trying to gauge when their be real notification is going to come and where they're going to be and what picture they're going to post. Um, but surprisingly they have been, uh, pretty funny with it and just uh, all the pictures look the same all the time, right? A selfie from a weird angle every time. And, so they they haven't really been reposting or deleting or retaking. They just send send whatever. Yeah. So there's there's been now a shift from a very polished social media image to more of like and even though it's it's not authentic, it, it's still a highlight <laughs> reel of life. Um, going more to like what is authentic or trying you know trying to play it up as like this is authentic. So I think today's conversation is more about um, the, the, the title is being set apart versus seeking attention. And this is the world we live in with two teenage daughters and a very, like you said, curated or polished image. Obviously, our oldest has a business that she pretty much runs off of Instagram and has 10,000 plus followers and is well drop that drop that name there just in case anyone doesn't follow her which is probably um not likely if you know us in any yeah. capacity but just in case you don't know us kinley's confections on instagram um go watch some really cool cake baking and decorating videos and is she gonna sponsor us like does she pay us for dropping that like can i go transfer money out of her account like I feel that. like her uh, expenses have gotten a little commingled over the last few weeks into yeah. my uh, bank account as far as my debit card goes. And so um, I think we got to get a rain, rain that back in and she move needs that to go all talk back to her. To team of her. Three. She needs to make her own grocery trips or give me her card when I'm going. So, yeah, but she does yeah, run that stuff. business. Yeah. makes the cakes herself, decorate the cakes herself and all the photography and all the Instagram stuff that goes into that, uh, social media management. So, um, really proud of her and what she's created there and how she maintains it. And it'll be interesting to see where she takes it from here as, you know, we go into college and other chapters of life, but, um, but yeah, she's really talented at, at that. And so with, that and that polish that comes along with Instagram and social media, that's really what led to, to having this conversation today. And how do you come across even as your authentic self to where if someone actually runs into you at a conference or <laughs> meeting, they're like, whoa, that like you totally catfished me, you know, like that is not <laughs> what you look like. Uh, or like you, you are not the picture of success that you put off. And I think so, like, that's kind of what we were going to talk a little bit about today. Yeah. So um, having a business or being a business owner that is set apart versus seeking attention. So just wanted to talk about a little bit about what is the difference? Um, what does it mean to be set apart? You're asking me? <laughs> I mean, if you want to answer, I can ask myself and I can yeah. just keep going, whatever. No, no, set it like, you know. <laughs> Being set apart is really that that's 
what's true to us. It kind of goes back to that integrity piece that we live and doing the right things when no one is watching versus turning on the camera and saying, look at me. And uh, so I think, you know, setting apart to us kind of that definition is authentically taking care of people, um, looking ways to add lasting value to relationships and those that you kind of come in contact with. And so I think that is a lot of times what's opposite of what is portrayed in public in, in you know, whenever there is a camera going or there is a curated polish social media post. Yeah, for sure. Um, and then really seeking attention would be different from that. Just in the fact that it's doing things for other people to see, for other people to see you, to look at you, to talk about you, which I think is something important to talk about as business owners, because you definitely need people to know you're there. But what are you doing to get that notice? And so, um, you know, when people are seeking attention, it's things that they're doing that are not authentically them. Um, and a lot of times are done just for the gram, just for social media, just for um, likes, right? Uh, and so trying to maintain that over time can be detrimental to the actual health and the sustainability of the business. Yeah, I think um, even in the world that we, you know, kind of live in with a lot of friends who are business owners and uh, accounting firm owners and knowing, you know, there's kind of like this following and there's this circuit of people that talk from stage and that are sponsored. And ultimately, when you start to know a little bit more than you should about certain certain people or certain businesses. And you're like, man, like people are taking your advice and like, you do not have it all together. Like there is something bigger there and, you know, not to expose people for, for what, like, but I think as I've gotten older, uh, you know, and, and that matured, it's knowing, like kind of knowing where that person's coming from or a little bit more of their background, what they've gone through in life that they've actually, that they've actually achieved some things like carries much more weight with me and, and whatever they're speaking into or the advice they're giving from stage or from their platform goes a lot further because they've lived it, you know, they've done it, they've sold it, they've laid off people, like whatever that is, that just goes so much further than, Hey, I'm a really good looking person with five filters, you know, on this camera or, or, you know, great lighting or teeth whitening or whatever you've got. Mm -hmm. Um, I think it goes a lot further and it, it goes back to the root of what your end goal kind of was with even doing like what prompted you to get on stage? Was it to fulfill some gap in your life uh or what prompted you to turn the video on was it self-fulfillment or was it to make an impact on others and to get others better yeah and i think that's just something that comes along with um 
like attention seeking behavior or flashy or the wordle from yesterday was showy. Um, whenever you're doing those things, then you're also attracting maybe some negative attention, meaning that people are have you're creating a very, very high expectation, maybe one that's not authentically you. And so then people start noticing areas where it doesn't align. And so then they start looking at, okay, well, that, that doesn't really match what they're saying, what they're showing, um, what they're doing outside of whatever this platform is that they have. Um, so even like, even with Kinley's baking business, you know, there are people with, she has a lot of followers, but there are people with 10 times the amount of followers that she has. However, they have no business sales. Like they don't have people ordering cakes or desserts. They're not making money from what they're actually showing maybe on that platform. Whereas, you know, for Kinley, what she enjoys doing, she does enjoy the photography. She does enjoy keeping up with that, but more she enjoys actually creating the cakes for people's celebrations. So she loves getting the feedback from her customers. Um, you know, the pictures of them smiling with the candles on their cake or, you know, the, whatever the bride or the, um, mom to be having the shower cake presented in a picture with them smiling with their cake. So, um, you know, just different things like that. There are plenty of ways that she could increase her followers or increase her visibility. Um, however, she is staying true to what she really wants to focus on and that's her customers. So she's not really going outside of that. And she's, she's just growing organically, naturally through doing what she loves and her passion coming through on her social media platform. Yeah. And even, um, she's not sacrificing her product either. Yeah. So she's not, she, she does certain things very well. And if you spend a couple minutes on her Instagram page, you'll know she loves baking macarons tiered cakes, um, she, these treat boxes, cake pops, stuff like that. But she doesn't really go outside of that. And we're proud of her for it because like, she could totally be making pie. I don't, like <laughs> there's all kind of baked goods that she could mm -hmm. be experimenting with or doing just to get like a new audience or new content is really what it comes back to is like, kind of keep keeping reinventing, reinventing yourself and making it fresh and doing this stuff because it, you have to like in that world, um, if you don't, you start losing interest of people and you start losing, losing followers, which, um, uh, for some is dollar signs. And I, I think that's the, the piece to kind of keep in mind. And so, um, if, if you see that, whether it's a 17 year old baking, you know, person, I, I almost use the word prodigy, but that would be way too uh, proud father moment. Um, <laughs> this 17 year old baking page on Instagram, or if it's somebody that's been elevated by like, let's say a technology vendor or a software vendor as kind of the talking head or trying to sell you something to run your business better. Um, you ultimately it's your job as a, um, kind of uh, a consumer uh, or, or uh, the purchaser of that product to do your due diligence and do your homework and really understand, is that product right for you? 
where does that person that's kind of the, the face or pushing this product, where are they coming from? And do you really want to take that person's advice at the end of the day? Like, do you value them enough based on what you've gathered to really take their advice and do you trust them? And so I think that's ultimately what all this comes down to is just that personal trust and relationship because behind everything, it's the human, the, the person and um, you know, how they sacrifice their integrity for the dollar at the end of the day. Yeah. So we've highlighted a little bit about what it means to be set apart and be a business that um, has authentic values that they lead from, that they do business from. Um, and then also the opposite of that, of kind of an attention seeking business where you're doing things potentially just to attract new customers or attract new talent to your firm, but that don't really align with any of your goals or values. You're doing it because everybody else is doing it and it's worked for them. So we'll do it um, in our business and see if it works for us. So what are some of the ways since we're really highlighting the importance of, of being a set apart business rather than just um, a business who is seeking attention? How do you, how do you run a business from a place of integrity, a place of uh, holding true to your values, especially in a, very, we'll say a very worldly world, a very different type of environment. Yeah. I think you run your business, your family, any relationship based on a set of governing principles that are defined by what's important to you. And maybe that's biblical. Maybe that's not. Um, ultimately, it kind of goes back to, hey, these are these are what we stand for. This is our core belief system. The, this, these are the principles that we live life by, and this is how we run the business. So I think being able to filter, um, not every decision because some decisions are just automatic, but decisions that require another, uh, a filter, you know, a, another kind of prompting, should we move forward with this? Should we really be selling the service? Should we be investing in this type of business or stock or, or whatever that is, does it align with what we believe in our greater life? And I think that's kind of goes back to like in, in business, you can't really, you can't put yourself into like segments, like personal beliefs are going to bleed over into the business that you are a part of, whether you're an employee or the owner. Um, so I think that's kind of the piece and, and really what those core driving principles are, they help you define your business model and, and what you do stand for. They help you to define like the vision and mission of the business, um, you know, kind of what, where you're going and, and how you, how you navigate the path to get where you're going. I think it's all ultimately boiled down to those principles that you live your life by. Yeah. And I think some of the ways just that you and I, um, run our business so that we do have a business that looks different from others that is set apart is just looking for ways to elevate people both internally and externally um give them a chance to be seen and heard um we look for meaningful ways to celebrate wins and i think this is maybe one example that comes to mind 
that really highlights the difference between being set apart and attention seeking. And so we were able to take a trip to Mexico for our 10 year Dillon CPA's 10 year anniversary and take all of our team members to do that, to celebrate that milestone, to celebrate the people who have helped us reach that milestone. We did not take that trip for pictures for social media. We did not take that trip for, um, to attract new team members to come to our team. That trip was 100% taken to celebrate what we have already done and to celebrate the hard work that went into that. Whereas I think there are other, potentially other companies who are doing that as an attraction for new team members or new talents into their firm. Yeah. I think you brought up a great example, obviously, given like where we're at in life with our kids, like we can easily um, view this. So I think if you, if you kind of stop, like obviously take your head out of your phone, just pay attention, go somewhere where people are taking pictures or whatever. Like we just got back from another trip. Um, we were fortunate enough to go to California and, you know, stayed at a really nice house on the beach and it was fun. You see people that don't live in the moment. They're just trying to capture a good picture to post online. And it, like, and so I think whenever you see like someone, like they're so focused on what this will tell the rest of the world that they like life passes them by. So like we were on a beach with, you know, we took R2 and then three other, you know, teenage girls. So that was a handful. Um, but you know, it's, it's all trying to capture these moments that other people aren't in and then portray them in a public domain, whatever social media that is. And you know, oh, that picture wasn't right. The lighting wasn't right. And so they're so fixated and spend so much time trying to get this product or this picture or whatever it is that the rest of life, like the goodness of being on the beach in California with <laughs> 75 degree weather and sunshine and people don't get that. And, and you know, I'm it's going, like, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to pull you back there. It was more like 70 and uh, very, okay. very cold if you were yeah. in the water. But still, like, I think you have to step back and realize, like, it's not about the picture at the end of the day. It's not about that moment. And so much emphasis is placed on that. Even like in our own kids' lives, like, you haven't failed them as a mother. Maybe I've just failed them as a father, but it's like, <laughs> Hey, realizing what is important in life. Like I want you to get out of the house and kind of have some bearing with what's truly important. Posting on social media and getting X amount of likes is not what's important. The the time that we spent together and the memories that were made at on that trip. And maybe you had a picture as like a, a memory bank, like a, like a tangible, memory from that moment in life. And so whenever you're looking back, like you remember, and it brings some emotion back to play, like that's, that's the good part about taking the picture. The hundredth picture that was necessary to, to walk away with just one isn't what it's about, you know? And so I think, I think that's the piece that this false reality that is trying to be achieved because people aren't 
live like aren't living life, aren't running their business governed by bigger principles, you know? Um, so I think that's, that's the piece that you can easily find, find that out after you've spent some time. Unfortunately, you do have to spend some time to, to figure that out. Um, if people are truly authentic or not, um, because they could just sell you a false bill of goods, you know, um, and you just kind of get sold on something, whether it's a relationship, a, uh, product. Uh, so I, I think that's where buyer beware a lot of times. Yeah. I think some other things for, um, businesses that are set apart just a little bit different than maybe what we would consider as the norm, um, for our world, just looking for ways to make tasks easier or better and listening for the customer or listening for the client or even listening for the team member, things that they're unhappy about or things that they need that nobody's giving them or, you know, that is hard, hard for them causing problems. So just looking at, you know, the word innovation, that is it looking for different and new ways to do something or be able to offer or provide something. And so, um, I think those are some other things rather than just copying what everyone else is doing. Now there's something to be said definitely for letting other people do the hard work and you just kind of come alongside and make it a little bit better um, or offer it in a little bit of a different way. Uh, but really stepping back and listening to people and trying to provide something that they actually need or want or make something better or easy for them um, is, is really another way to, to make your business different than others. Yeah. I think part of it is, you know, if you're, if you're, if you're called to and are really living this authentic um, life and really trying to set yourself apart, it's not always the easiest decision. It's always not, it's not always the most profitable decision. And I think from a, from a business perspective, that's something to keep in mind where, yeah, I mean, at the end of the day, you take our business, for example, like we could totally like change up the, the people who we hire and, and do things driven by profit versus driven by principles. And it, ultimately it's not who we are at the end of the day. And so some of those decisions that we've intentionally made in the business are because of this is who we feel called to impact, uh, whether it's our team or the business owners that we work with. And so that gives us the fulfillment to keep going because ultimately it's, it, it provided something in life that is more than profit. And so I think if you don't have that in your business or in, in your life, like you just kind of go through life empty and not fulfilled. And I think too, just to speak into that profitability, I would say it's maybe not as profitable in the short term, but what having this authentic, credible business is going to do, I think long-term sustainability will end up you know, being more profitable over the life of the business, even though maybe it's not profitable in the short term. Um, whereas some of those other businesses, because it's not authentic, because it's going to be hard for them to be consistent, uh, their businesses may not 
last. They not they may not be a sustainable business for the long term, and you know may may end up being what ruins them. Yeah, I think consistency is key, kind of like you pointed out. So um, the five letter wordle word that could probably come up one day is called churn. And so <laughs> how often, like if you're not authentic and you're attracting people to you, whether they're team members or clients and customers, patients, whatever you want to call them, um, that after a while they figure that out and they just realize that your motive in that relationship is completely different than what you've portrayed. And so what happens is they turn out and that churn may be three months, six months, three years, but it's not long term. And so I think that kind of goes to your point, staying consistent, being backed by the values that you have and just is long term viability creates a it will create a profit for you because the more churn there is, the less profitable that is like onboarding new team members, onboarding new clients all the time and then having the ones that you just worked on go out the back door because they aren't happy is is not good for the long-term viability of the business yeah and even just thinking through another example of something that we were able to do for our team we took them to breakfast and took them to uh lululemon which of course because we enjoy uh Fitness, we also really enjoy athleisure probably more than fitness, probably why we work out so we can just wear the outfits. Um, but we were able to take our team to breakfast and to Lululemon for a little bit of a shopping trip to celebrate actually year end, to celebrate January, which is typically a, a very busy month for us in our accounting firm. And so even, you know, just you and I having that conversation ahead of time of, why are we doing this? And yes, we're going to post it on social media for people to see because it was a fun day. And it's something that we want re to remember. And we want other people to see that our team was rewarded for the hard work that they did. Um, but we also talked about not posting it because if that is a reason that a, let's say a new team member is attracted to Dylan CPAs, we don't want people coming in expecting and feeling entitled to a sh random shopping sprees. It wasn't random. It was uh, a reward for achievements. It was a reward for hard work. It was to celebrate our team um, and what they had done and what they had accomplished rather than just, hey, look at us. We're throwing money around um, over here, you know, in Houston for the day and, you know, nobody's working this morning. But so it's, I think it's just really important the intention that you're doing things, why you're doing them and how is it elevating others? How is it adding value to your customers, clients, team, um, those things that are more lasting than even a new athleisure outfit? Yeah. And I'll tell, like, I'll give people a little bit of a sneak peek to let them know that that was authentic too. So two things, we did that for the local team members that could get together, but then everybody else that was not local did get the value, like a Lulu gift card or Amazon gift card. I can't remember what we sent just for convenience. It was Lulu. Okay. Yeah, Lulu. Um, we used to own stock in Lulu. I sold it a while back. So, um, <laughs> you know, that was part of the other piece, but, um, 
the other thing, like talking about authentic, like that's who we truly are. Like we probably each, we both owned Lulu. We own the clothes, we wear them. I mean, so it's just who we are. It's not outside of our like, like mindset or like that, that is us, like our kids, you know, and so we're fancy, but I didn't buy anything that day. Like, so we took all these people and I didn't even get anything. And I love me some Lulu and <laughs> like, I didn't walk out with a pair of joggers or a hoodie or anything like that. So that also goes to the fact, like we wanted like that to be a team event to celebrate and to kick off like that time of year. And it'd be special and like the, the surprise and the joy in people's face when we even told them like, this is what we're going to do that's what we did it for. We didn't do it for the post of LinkedIn or Facebook or whatever, like to see the team react in a way like of true appreciation. That's what we did it for. So I think that event is a, is a great one. And Mexico was fun. And I think if someone joined the team because we take people to Mexico and Lulu, we hadn't gone back since. So, you know, it's like, uh, <laughs> those are both one time occurrences yeah. so far, <laughs> so far. So I think, you know, that we do love, as I mentioned before, we, we love our team. We love taking care of them, surprising them in authentic ways. And that will continue to be part of our story. And yeah, we're going to post about it because it was cool. It was a fun event and it more like the, the kind of the Malibu trip, the Malibu, California trip, like, it, we were in the moment, we were living the moment. We took a picture to kind of commemorate that moment and like tell people about it. Like, Hey, yeah, like our team is awesome. And this is what we did to kind of thank them. And it, if you take this idea and do that for your team, that's what it's about. Like, how do you take what we've done and maybe employ it into your business or your family just to show appreciation like that? That's maybe the only reason why to, to post it. Um, so, yeah. So uh, talking about, so for businesses who want to continue to do business differently, not follow the crowd, not do flashy attention seeking, but still want to be in business. They still want to attract uh, talent and attract customers. Uh, wh why is it important to run a business that's run from a place of integrity, a place of authenticity, um, from some definitely values that are important to the business and the mission of the business. What are some benefits of running that business set apart? Well, it's more fun. Like, I think, I think ultimately that's why, why we do it. Like we could do so many other things. We could own so many other businesses, but you ultimately have to come back to like, what do you enjoy doing? the impact that you're making, um, in others lives and, and helping them, you know, kind of go through life and find like for us, we kind of get financials. Like we understand the, the bigger picture. And we've talked about that before. Like, so like, yes, we can help others. And that's kind of how we've seen it. Like, could we go own a construction company? Could we go own a car dealership or I can't be a dentist. I can't be a doctor because <laughs> there's some talent that's lacking, but there's other things that we could do, but you know, we, we're, we, we feel called to do this and, you know, help other people achieve their dreams, whether that's personally or in business. And so it's, it's more fun. Ultimately it's probably more profitable because long-term viability 
is there. You can do it for longer than if it was just a grind. Um, and, and then, you know, just the, the personal satisfaction and the fulfillment that comes with knowing that you're doing what you're called to do, like, and using all the talents that you've been provided, like that you can't, like, you can't place a dollar on that, but you know it to be true because you're governed by these bigger principles that tell you that that's what you should be doing. So I think that is ultimately why, what, what we've seen from, from this. And if we take a great picture and throw it up on a social media platform, great. Yeah. And I think honestly, a secondary benefit that comes from running your business this way, you get marketing and advertising from every single person who is in any way connected to your business. So from your team members, they are happy, they feel appreciated, and they are just naturally organically sharing their day-to-day -day experiences. When any person in the whole wide world asks them, how was your day? And they're able to say something good about where they work. Oh, where I work is awesome. I get to work from home. I wear my Lulu all day long. <laughs> you know, I don't have to, I don't have to drive to work or, um, you know, we, played bingo, I don't know what they might cite, or I had a really good conversation with this client. I got to tell them that their profitability went up by 10% this month and they really hadn't, um, they didn't feel that impact. It didn't create a lot of work on their part. Whatever stories that they're sharing and then customers as well, when they start sharing uh, just their interactions with the team and how service oriented our team is and our team is just looking for ways to add value to them to make them better to give them more confidence um, to make their lives a little bit easier and then the clients are able to share that with anybody who asks them yeah. like oh man you should talk to these people my my days are so much better now that i have this team working with me so um i think that that's kind of like a byproduct of something that you don't necessarily set out to get when you're just living true to who you are. Yeah, I, I think you brought up some great points. It's it's the highlight reel. It's your biggest fans. The, uh, the other side of it too, though, is stuff goes wrong. Like, you know, people <laughs> mess up. There's communication gaps. There's, but how you work through that also, you know, like knowing that you're going to seek a common resolution and maybe that resolution is you don't do business with them any longer. Like, you graduate that person on because you failed and you own the failure. And, and that can also be the other side of it. Obviously we're not going to probably post about that uh, because, <laughs> but, but you do have those failures in business and in life and how you own those makes you better because the only way we all get better in business or in life is learning from challenges and how we get stronger, how we react and how we take that knowledge with us in those future chapters of life and in business like that, that's what it's all about. And so, yeah, I'd love the fact whenever you've got fans, but then you've also got people that you've got to talk through is like, Hey, we haven't heard from y'all in a while. The communication's kind of like, what's going on? Like, did you not see like this, like the prompt to action and like, how can we get better? Like what is needed like to connect? And so I think those are the pieces too, that's still governed by, 
those principles, that authentic relationship that you probably wouldn't post on a social media platform. You're not going to get a raving five-star Google review, but how you respond to it, like is still goes back to how the business handles things. And I think a huge compliment even to our firm, to our team, is when a current client says, well, I'm not sure if they can help you, but they'll be the first ones to tell you if they can't, and they'll know who can. And so not always trying to be the hero or the only one who can serve every single person in the whole world, solve everyone's problems, but being able to leave people better off than when they came to you. And so I think that is just speaks volumes about just the credibility um, and and who we are as people that then spills over into who we are as a team. Yeah. And once again, like, I think we've made this all about ourselves and uh, the highlight reel that is uh, on this side of uh, the business that we own and run and um, that we're so proud of. But at the same time, hopefully people can incorporate this into their business. And ultimately, it all goes back to that bigger value set that they need to reflect on. And it, is, it, it, is it for the gram, right? Is it for social media or is it for integrity? Like, is it for just the true when people aren't watching? Is, it, is that why you're doing it? I just I think it's so important that people are confident in the fact that they can run their business differently and stay true to who they are and don't have to follow the ways of other people who appear to be super successful. You don't have to compromise your values or your integrity for profitability. Yeah, that's good stuff. Yeah. All right, well, that's the end. Any, yep, so any last comments or? Go follow. Um... Go follow Kinley's Confections. Go follow Dylan CPAs. I mean, we've got yeah, a lot fewer uh, connections than or followers than Kinley. Um, but hey, it's. I fine. don't. I don't. I don't know if the podcast is going to have more listeners than the followers on social media or not. So let's yeah. let's bolster both of those numbers. If you're enjoying any of these conversations, you can you know leave reviews or. Um, add us to your podcast library, go like all of our social medias. We're, uh, we're happy to take your likes and views. So yeah, it's thanks, not going to keep us from, listening. yeah, from <laughs> having these conversations. It's because, not, like, not going to shut us up. Unfortunately, if yeah. no one's watching, it's maybe again, if we get too many thumbs down, you, like, I, well, yeah, we'll, we'll have to figure no. it out the thumbs down and remove those. Like we already it's the, it's the only time I get your undivided attention for an hour or two at a time. So we'll keep it's doing scary. it, even All if right. just for us to listen to. All right. Well, All right. here's Talk to the next to conversation. See ya. Thanks for hanging with us to the end of another episode. If you have thoughts, comments, or feedback you would like to share, please leave us a comment or review on your favorite podcast listening platform. Be sure to subscribe to our podcast so you don't miss any future episodes. Join us again next week for another great conversation.